Hey there, Rocky Mountain Pro faithful. This is senior referee Dewey Larson, and you're listening to RMP Radio, where pro wrestling is elevated. RMP Radio is back on the air. Hi, I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row, and joining me on this edition of RMP Radio, I've got our uh, ring announcer that you guys mostly see him at, uh, the the guy with the uh, uh, million-dollar voice, million-dollar suits to also match that, uh, Arius Grace. Arius, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. So, uh, like we do here on uh, RMP Radio, we get to know a little bit more about uh, the the person beyond the uh, the wrestling ring, and uh, in this particular case, you know, kind of what they uh, their interests are, their hobbies, things they kind of do uh, outside uh, of this uh, the wacky world of uh, professional wrestling. And uh, one thing that uh, the listeners may be uh, interested in here is that uh, you're into uh, into music. You're uh, a drummer and a, a lead singer. Uh, what type of genre of music uh, do you uh, kind of focus on there? You know, really, I I play a lot of gospel music, um, but I can I play by ear, so I play any type of music. So it can be R and B, hip hop, rock and roll, whatever you need me to play, I'll be there to play for you. Oh. And how did this uh, passion start? Um, really, so the, uh, like a you know. Drumming has been my passion since I was, you know, three years old. I I learned how to, you know, I was self-taught. I was not taught by anybody. So when I was three years old, um, you know, I used to just grab pencils and I used to just, you know, bang on anything that was close near to me. And, of course, my mom would be upset because, you know, I'm, I'm banging on walls, I'm banging on counters, I'm banging <laughs> on tables. And like, if this boy does not stop trying to bang on everything. And, and eventually... I believe when I was six years old, she bought my first um, drum set and I, she put it in the basement because she didn't want to hear it. And I, you know, used to go down there and just play the drum set. And from there, I just kept learning, you know, music and really been a drummer my whole life. And, and then about two years ago, three years ago, I should say, um, I, I, I began to grab the microphone and sing, um, you know, in front of my family. And uh, well, really, I, I used to do karaoke all the time with my family. Any family event that we used to do, I would do with my family. My aunt was a singer, and so we would used to go to other houses, her friends' houses, and we would just sing together and have a good time. And I used to, I'm just, you know, I'm just like, I'm the hype man of any party, any room I, that I enter into. Oh, that's awesome. You know, and uh, we, we do talk, uh, we've, we've talked about it, we've talked about it, we've never done it. We got a lot of uh, musically inclined uh, people at uh, here at uh, RMP, and we've always talked about we need to get an RMP house band uh, of uh, of the talent, the, the staff, the wrestlers, and the etc. What do you think about that? Hey, we we can do it all all day long. I'm good at putting things together. So if you give me the cue to do it, Mercury Yaden, if you're listening to this, you give me the cue to do it. We gonna have a band for you at Milestone. 
<laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, so, did you uh, with your your aunt and stuff like that doing the karaoke? Did you uh, were you hauling the uh, uh, karaoke machine together, or were you just uh, putting something on uh, on the uh, on the uh, the stereo and uh, just singing along with it uh, for for the uh, performance for the family? Yeah, we, we she had her own karaoke. I had my own personal gold and black microphone, and she had uh-huh. her white white and gray microphone and we had our we had our personal microphones and we would just go around and sing you know you know we'll sing you know many different genres it was just different i i went back in you know i'm not trying to call her old but i went back in her days and sang some of the songs that she listened to growing up as a kid and she listened to some of the songs i did and we just kind of mixed it together and her being you know not so hyped and me being you know the hype kid and just being all loud and all that just brought joy to everyone's face that we stepped into the room with. What was what was uh, the uh, of her of uh, taste in music? Her songs. What was your your favorite one to perform with her? The favorite one to perform was was um, I forget I forget the name of the song, but uh, it starts like I beg your pardon or something. It was by uh, uh, I can't even think of the artist's name right now. Um, but it was, it was a song that we used to sing every single time and, and it, it just brought joy to our face. Cause then it started getting like, at first I didn't like the song because yeah. I'm like, what kind of music are you listening? You know, what having me listen to or having me sing. But then the more it just brought joy to our faces and we just kept doing it. We just kept going and we kept going. We started, we started singing it. and our favorite, my favorite times was actually just go around Christmas time when we, you know, would sing Jingle Bells and, yeah. and Rudolph Ednor's Reindeer. We just used to sing a lot of car- uh, Christmas carols, and that was probably, you know, one of my favorites to just, you know, have the family sit around and hear us sing, you know, Christmas carols. As much as, you know, our voice may sometimes be raspy and, and start cracking, we, they still they were still smiling. Yeah, and and flipping that around, what, what song do you think that uh, of yours that she enjoyed uh, performing the most? Really, what my favorite song to sing was "My Girl" by The Temptations. That's that's probably one of my favorite songs uh-huh. to sing. I really hope that's by The Temptations because I may have just embarrassed myself. <laughs> no, that's a good song. That's a great song. That's a great karaoke song. It's because it's got it's it's got so much and it's got uh, it's got a lot of parts uh, to it that you know you can have um, two or more people even uh, in my opinion uh, you know perform that. So yeah, it's, I think that's a fantastic choice. It, it it was one of it was one of my favorite and and they knew I was gonna sing that song I could I could sing that song I used to sing the song you know every single day but you know I, me with my busy schedule I really don't sing that that much that song that much but it do be playing in my car a lot yeah that's fantastic oh so going from there another thing that uh, interests you that you are a big uh, a big fan of and that's a, that's a, a great way to put this is uh, you you like the sports and you said to me uh, specifically before we got recording you uh, like the basketball and the football uh, what are your uh, what are your teams which what are your favorite teams there those my favorite, my favorite team basketball team will have to be the Denver Nuggets you know as much as I went back and forth as you know with the, you know the the Golden State Warriors because ever since you know Stephen Curry joined the Golden State Warriors everyone said that's my dad and so you know I Stephen Curry as an individual player he's a great player on the court um he I mean he sometimes he is overrated but you know he he is he goes and plays his heart his heart out and he just keeps he keeps the game going, keeps his momentum going, and, and just allows the door. So 
Yeah. My favorite team will will be you know Denver Nuggets, and I hope one day that Stephen Curry comes on to the Denver Nuggets. And and my favorite football team will have to be the Denver Broncos. Um, not only am I just saying Denver teams um, because I live here in Denver, but um, they they just during their you know during their good times and during their bad times they keep pushing through and they keep fighting through and that's what life's about when you fail in life you just got to keep picking yourself up and keep going and that's what i really see the broncos do and the denver nuggets do yeah i want to take a step back from something you mentioned uh what do you think it would take to uh get somebody like a uh either get stefan curry or get somebody like a stefan curry uh onto the nuggets at, at this point uh uh because I know, you know, we've we've the Nuggets have had, you know, some re- lately the last few years have had some good success. Uh, just can't seem to get over that hump. And then, of course, this dash, this year was heartbreaking. But uh, what do you what do you think? Really, I just I just think that once we, I mean, we brought for the Broncos, we brought Russell Wilson out the out into out into the game, and and we'll see what he brings. You know, I don't yeah. I don't expect us winning a championship the first year. But, you know, we if it does, you know, it does happen, you know. But if we don't, uh, you know, if we don't, then there's always next year. And so really trying to bring some stars to the Denver Nuggets, um, as people say, it, it's it's unrealistic, you know, because the, the, the top names that are in the basketball industries are the teams like the Lakers and Golden State Warriors and, the and, and uh, you know, Cavaliers and all these wonderful top names. And the reason why they're on the top is because – People like LeBron James and and Stephen Curry, who already have their name out there, you know, are are just you, you know they say it's unrealistic, but I don't really think in sports anything can happen in sports. You could you could number one, your contract could be up, and the team the you know you may have just got a new general manager of the team, and maybe they don't want you on the team, you know. So it's like anything could happen, and what can really happen is if the Denver Nuggets really step up their game and understand that. You know, the first year you bring these stars, they're not going to do anything for your first year. And if they do, that's I'm proud of you, you know. But at the, at the end of the day, it's just really stepping up their game and, and getting their head out their butt and just moving on and finding some good people out there. Yeah. So so you, you, you think that then if they did something like that, uh, the Nuggets in this particular case, they just need to be patient for that first year. They got, yeah, that's what, that's what they got to do. We can't, you know, when you, when you have big stars, in, in any sports industry, you you know, coming to your hometown team, you can't expect results to be, you know, fantastic. And, uh, you know, just because LeBron James comes to the Denver Nuggets, you win a championship. You know, things do, like that do happen, you know. Some, you know, yeah. first year that do make it through. But at the end of the day, they got to learn how to work with their team. It's not, you know, basketball, football, any sport that you play, it's not an individual player. Right. It's more of a team effort so if the team ain't working just because they brought that one player it's not going to do anything because that single player is not going to win the whole game for you yeah 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 case in point uh of course you know uh, the listeners know and you may know too of course i'm a big baseball fan of course and then the home team here the Colorado rockies uh this last off season they picked up uh, uh mvp rookie of the year chris bryant and uh you know may help may not help it's another once again like you just mentioned it's a team sport it's a team effort uh so we don't know exactly if that's gonna uh pay off but it was kind of amazing in my opinion to see the rockies because of where they are uh pick up you know somebody of that uh that caliber for uh for this season 
That's exactly what, you know, it. we get, yes, you know, we get MVPs, we get top stars to the Rockies and Nuggets and, 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 you know, all these wonderful names are getting signed, you know, but if you don't know how to work with your team, you're not going to go anywhere. So, yeah. you know, we really hope Denver goes somewhere, you know, we got all these stars, like you said, we have, uh, you know, the Rockies signing people, we have Nuggets signing folks and we have Denver, you know, Broncos signing folks. So we really hope Denver's name starts getting out there and we start, you know, winning some championships here in Denver. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it's, um, you know, I, I would, you know, say that probably in Denver, you know, it's it's still the, it's still a football town. It's still the Broncos are probably the uh, the number one, uh, the you know, fan base of the home teams. And so it's always uh, they get probably the most scrutiny when uh, they don't perform. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the last few years have been been tough. Would you would you agree with that? They they have been tough, but I really feel like they they're going to come back and they're going to have a comeback season, and it's going to shock every single one. Mm-hmm. And then you know that's what they got to understand. You know, once you have that comeback season, don't expect and don't start getting cocky and don't start going out there and be like, oh, we just won a championship. Yeah. You still got a whole other season to do, and unless you're retiring that next season, you got to understand to get, learn how to push back because now if you win a championship. Now those teams are coming at you harder. So it's just about doing that comeback season and trying to figure out, okay, now they're going to come out harder. What is plan B, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then speaking of the, of the Broncos uh, as well, if we could for a moment, you know, the uh, ownership uh, is in, in, a, in a flux right now because it's, uh, you know, the uh, team is uh, on, on on for sale, basically. They, they kind of uh, – or you know, if, if I understand correctly, it kind of have to. It's kind of looking that way, and we've got a lot of um, ownership groups kind of uh, coming together, and we've got people like Magic Johnson, you know, part of a ownership group, things like that. Uh, what do you uh, what do you see? Do you think that's going to be a distraction of for what how they're going to perform on the the field this year, or is it just uh, something of the uh, just got to be doing? It's just part of the uh, the business side. You know, really, really dumb having a new GM and a new coach. Um, they picked those before the season started, and with them not having an owner to their team, you know, I it could it could you know take some distraction to what the actual team is trying to bring, you know, because not at the you know the 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 only time that you know they're talking about Russell Wilson coming to the Broncos, it's great. That's what's on the news. That's what's on the top news. That's on top sports. Great here. This is what's happening. But then you also have under that. You have a new under uh, a new owner trying to come in. Then you have a new GM trying to get used to this, and you have a new coach trying to get to you, you, you know used to this. So there's a whole bunch of new foundations happening. I really feel that because it's such a new team, they have to figure out how to work together on a fast track. Because number one, football season's happening here in a couple months, yeah. and so. If they're not fast-tracking on all the things, yes, it takes time to find a new owner, but I really feel that they should have f- figured this out while the last season was happening, you know, mm-hmm. while they're in the middle of their season. So then when a new season comes, you are picking a new quarterback, a new GM, a new coach. And so now that they're just trying to find all these new, you know, new mindsets and who they're going to bring in, you know, maybe they're going to have some new faces where they've never worked with each other before. So, like, how is this new foundation going to work? So they just have to understand that, you know, most of these people are used to, you know, working with, 
you know, Green Bay or, you know, see the Seahawks or anywhere they came from. And so now they're coming into a whole brand new team and a new facility. Yes, they knew each other for a couple months and they, you know, let's go in, but it doesn't take a couple months to, you know, build on what a new foundation because every day is different. Yeah. And, and, and the pressure of, of coming to a, uh, a franchise that is a, a historic franchise that has been around forever from the AFL days. And that's got to be, uh, that's got to be something too. It, and you know, it's, it's bringing, I mean, there's so, there's so much that's happening in the sports industry where we don't know what could happen next. We don't know, you know, what, where the football is going to, you know, what's because at the end of the day, you know, the one who's owning NFL, you know, the owner, the franchise owner, you know, he, he may, you know, want to retire next year. So now they're going to try to find, I believe he said he was a sixth, you know, franchise owner. So maybe they're going to try to find a seventh. And so it's just, they just got to learn how to work with new and learn the new development because the world changes every day. Yeah. Yeah. So true. 100% on that. So, Additionally, outside of the wrestling world, uh, you are a, uh, a youth leader in your in your church. Um, how did you uh, get involved in that? So the church I go to, I've been going to my church since I was seven years old. Um, and really, I just really been the type of person who I would, you know, sit next to my pastor. You know, he took care of me. I took care of him. And, and that was that kind of thing. And so then... The more I began to watch him as a leader and grow himself as a leader, um, you know, it it really inspired me to be the next leader of the church. And I didn't know where that was supposed to be. You know, I don't know if, you know, what was was that going to be the next pastor of the church or was I going to be, you know, the, the worship leader? What, what was that going to bring? And obviously, none of the things I was thinking brought that to my attention. And, and there was one day where, you know, we wanted to, you know, we used to do stuff with the youth group all the time. And I was just a part of the youth group. You know, we would go to the mountains and go hiking and play volleyball. And we would do so much with the youth. Mm-hmm. And then there was a time where all the youth left but me. Um, and then I left the church. Um, and then, you know, I started, you know, um, exploring different options and going to different churches. And so then when I stepped back into, you know, um, the church, I was really, I was going through a hard time. Um, and, Nowadays, you know, the youth, what we're going through, and this is going to any young adult, you know, uh, and it's just what we're going through, you know, starting from 2020, you know, I was a graduate of 2020 when COVID happened. And so, you know, I didn't get to finish my school years like everyone else did. You know, I didn't, I didn't get to graduate the way I, you know, was supposed to. And, you know, in the arena and, you know, invite my whole family. At my graduation, I could only invite my mom and dad. Right. Um, and all the, you know, all these stuff was, you know, starting to happen. And it was just more of like, okay, you know, things like this, you know, discourage the youth. And we were trying to figure out what, you know, what is happening? Like, what, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to grow as a family? Um, and this goes to any young adult, you know. And so um, ever since what I, you know, I went through back in 2020, you know, four of my friends um, passed away back to back. Um, and and that was tough. And then later that year, my cousin passed away from an overdose. Um, and just looking at that, like, really just touched me because it's like these are the people that are the same age as me who – don't get to live the same life as you know I'm living now and from then it's just really all that really just touched me with young people 
um, really making sure that they know that there's someone out there because, you know, I was looking at some rates the other day and, you know, we have, and now, you know, this year we have the highest suicidal um, um, numbers um, of the percentage. And it's really, and it's really the young adults who don't know how to escape from whatever they're going through you know, what, whether it's what's happening behind doors or what's happening, you know, in school or what's happening in their workplaces. And so they, they feel like there's no one else to talk to. And what I bring as a youth leader is I bring that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't even want to talk to you, uh, you know, in the church. I want to talk to you outside of the church. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to understand that I, I, if you're going to be in this world, I'm going to be in this world with you, but I'm going to save you from whatever you're doing from, from, you know, from, any you know addiction you have any problems you have i want to know that you know i'm the person to talk to and i'm there for you when you feel like you're alone and and depressed and crying and thinking about you're gonna you know suicide you know commit suicide so those are the things that i kind of bring um to the table that you know i try to make sure that number one i know what they're going through because i've been suicidal myself i've been you know i i wouldn't say i was addicted to anything but i've done stuff that they've done too and so it's like how can i be that resource and tell them like you know what i'm doing now you know as a as a ring announcer and a referee like i had no idea that i was gonna do this at such a young young age but because i explored and because i asked questions it brought me to where I'm at now. And so that's what I'm trying to bring to the youth that whatever your dreams and whatever your passion is, you can do it. You just got to keep your head up and keep moving forward. Yeah. It sounds like you're trying to uh, focus uh, your, your message is that is, is that I'm your peer. I, 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 you know, I've gone through some of this. I, I know some of the challenges that, that uh, you're, you're facing because I've, I've been there as well. Absolutely. You know, it's just, it's because they, they really feel like, once they share their story and what they're going, they feel like they're going to be judged by others. And and that's what society really brings. You know, you can't bring, you you know, you can't bring a lot to the table, you know, because you're scared that they're going to judge you in the way you are. But I always say, come as you are and do what you do. And that's what you have to do at the, at the end of the day. Just, just learn that change will happen, but change takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, with you uh, being a, uh, a youth leader here in your church, what have been some of the uh, challenges that you've, uh, you know, kind of uh, been faced with, and and then additionally, along with that, what is it that you're then trying to focus on to to help out the uh, the the group? Really, you know, half my youth group is is filled with people who are because my pastor works at. Um, at a, a, a school district where all the, you know, kids who get expelled go. Wow. Um, half my youth group are kids from there who are, who got caught selling drugs on, on campus, who got caught fighting and, you know, got expelled or, you know, all these wonderful things that they're going to like anything that you could imagine these young kids are doing at 13 years old, 14 years old. I'm, you know, I was just listening to some of their stories yesterday when we were in youth group and um, it's just really, you know, half my youth group are is filled with all that. And so really it's that the biggest challenge is for me is how do I encourage them to without discouraging them? Mm-hmm. How do I how do I communicate to them? Because uh, you know, obviously my job is to share the gospel to them. My job is to make sure that, you know, whether you believe or don't believe, my job is to do what I'm supposed to do, you know. And so um I try to make sure that I put you know, what I'm expected to do and what I'm told to do 
and and helping them understand that there's a resource out there. And so that's what probably has been one of the, the, the hardest struggles for me is that I have all these type of people who, you know, have ran away from the home or ran away from the police or ran away from, you know, whatever they're going through or who have been suicidal. And I've, I've actually saved four people from killing themselves. Um, so it's just, those have been some of the challenges because at the end of the day, like, they may be going through problems too, but I'm going through problems as well. But I try to help them with their problems while I'm going through my problems as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it sounds like it, it, it's, it, it's a tough thing. It's uh, uh but I bet it's a rewarding thing. Absolutely. It, 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 this me doing, me being the youth leader has, has pushed me every single day to, to learn to push harder because my days when I don't want to go to work or my days when I don't want to wake up or my days when I'm feeling tired or angry, they, those are the, they are the reason why I keep pushing every single day. And they're the reason why that I keep saying, look, I can't share a message to you. And if I'm not going to follow the message myself. So if I just shared a word to you about, you know, follow, follow, follow the right way, follow the right path. And, and then I start doing something wrong. Then I'm obviously, just failing at what I just preached, you know? So yeah. it's more about me just pushing through and helping. And, and, and that's what's really been pushing me every single day is when I get text messages like, Hey, I really want to thank you for you changing my life. And, and, and I really say it's not me that did it. It's God that did it. Oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. Now, uh, with you doing this and you know, that we, we could probably also say if I'm, if I'm correct in my thinking is that this, um, probably, you know, you know, brings your, your energy down, bring helps, you know, cause you, you feel you're compassionate for, for, for these, uh, for these youngsters. How does, uh, how does, uh, uh Arius then, uh, fill his cup back up do you do you uh go to the uh, pastor of the church some of the leaders of the church to kind of help uh you get back up because i like i said i imagine this uh this weighs down on you a little bit just because of i know your your compassion for these things uh you know really i like i said i i mean i go through my own problems myself and i and i you know go through my own struggles uh but how i really is just I wake up and I, and I make sure that, you know, I'm okay first, you know, that's, that's their main thing that you have to concern. Like, yes, you may be a leader and you may be pushing yourself and, and you can be, you know, cause I'm also a boss at Chick-fil-A. And so what I think of is myself first. If you don't think of yourself first mm-hmm. before you think of others, you're just putting yourself down. And then by the time they're better, you're still worse. Yeah. And so you got to understand how to balance it on how to, understand that think of yourself first think of what you're going through and how you can push yourself together and then put everybody else on your back and say look i'm gonna walk through with you too i'm not gonna judge you about it i'm not gonna push you down about it but i'm gonna help you pick you up and keep going and that's what it's about you really just got to keep you know motivating yourself because like i said if you don't think about if you think about others before you think about yourself all you're doing is just putting yourself back deeper and deeper into a hole. And by the time everybody you help, they're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel while you're still stuck in a dark tunnel. Ah, awesome. I, I love, I really truly love that uh, thought process on that because uh, it, it's um, in a, in a way it, it's, it's more of uh, you know, if you're not in a position to, to help uh, because of, 
you're not at full capacity. It, it's just not going to your your message, your uh, what you're trying to do is uh, just not going to take. Absolutely. You know, it's it's just people think that when you start thinking about yourself, you're being selfish. But at the end of the day, you if you you're not being selfish, if you think about yourself first and also help along. But when you're being selfish is when, you know, you you start saying, oh, well, I made it to the top and you didn't. And I and oh I'm here at this and you did it. You know, if you're if you're not gonna encourage and help somebody, now you're being selfish and now you're just not helping them out. But if you are thinking about yourself first and then you put them on your back and say, I'm gonna carry your weight with you, not for you, but with you, then you're gonna keep pushing through. Uh that's that's great I, that's fantastic i love that way i love that that thought and that that quote uh, so that i hope uh listeners i hope you kind of take a little bit of that and uh and uh you know do what you can with it uh if, if you need a little bit of uh uplifting i, I think there you go right there <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's what i do yeah <laughs> that's fantastic all right uh so uh arius um any other kind of uh maybe uh just uh fun quick uh quibits uh fun facts about uh uh arius that uh, listeners uh may know you've got uh, a favorite uh i don't know a favorite pokemon or a favorite um something or just kind of uh you know fun uh fun trivia facts about uh, arius that uh, listeners may want to know you know i I am. My favorite color is is baby blue. Um, baby blue has always been my favorite color, and it's always gonna be my favorite color. And that's why the baby blue suit I wore for Peak of the Pack was probably one of my favorite suits um, that I've. Um, and and really, I I enjoy writing stuff. I enjoy you know writing plays and writing musicals and writing you know music, and that's what I really enjoy doing in life. And so. Um, like I said, I'm more of a director behind the scenes. And so that's really on, on a database. I, I sell chicken. I'm a director at Chick-fil-A. So, uh, on top of me being, you know, in the ring, I'm all outside of the ring. I'm still hustling on being a, uh, you know, boss at Chick-fil-A and, and doing what I got to do. So, you know, what the struggles that I go through over there and the, you know, the people who I fire, how I just got to keep pushing through and understand that, you know, I, I'm got a job to do. And so, that's what I do. I sell chicken for it on a daily basis. And those that want to know what I do outside of the ring, that's what I do. All right. Fantastic. All right. Well, uh, Arius, I think that might be a uh, fantastic uh, place to put a nice uh, purple RMP purple ribbon on this uh, conversation. But uh, before I let you go, uh, people wanted to follow you out there on the, uh, on the uh, socials. And then of course, uh, you know, our upcoming uh, RMP shows uh, that you're going to be at, uh, where could they uh, do that? Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys want to know more about me and see my outside life, uh, follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just look up my name, A-A-R-I-U-S underscore Z-R-A-C-E, and you'll see one of the, you know, the favorite picture I like is me in, in my in my navy blue suit in the ring. Um, and so you'll see that. Um, and, and if you guys want to come see Arius, I guarantee you by milestone, you guys may see some merch from Arius that is, it's going to say hashtag take it off. And so I guarantee if you guys want to do that, come see me at milestone June 24th. We hope to see you buy your tickets, whether you're here in Colorado or outside of Colorado. Fantastic. All right. Well, once again, thank you for uh, coming on to uh, this edition of uh, RMP radio and be seeing you uh, in the future. Yes, sir. Thanks Artie, for having me. 
Once again, a big, huge thank you to Arius Grace for coming on to this edition of RMP Radio and letting all the listeners get to know a little bit more about what he does outside of the wrestling ring. Before we get out of here, uh, let's uh, pay some bills like they used to say back in the day. If you want to get some uh, merchandise of your favorite uh, Rocky Mountain Pro Superstars, a few different ways to do that. Head over to rmpwrestling.com, click on that merch link, or if you're in the Amazon.com or the Amazon app, search for Rocky Mountain Pro, and you'll be presented with a few different choices from there. Additionally, of course, each and every single one of the shows, head over to the RMP merch table, and you'll be able to pick up those things that you can only pick up in person. So, hint, hint. Now, upcoming events that we've got uh, coming up, uh, you can see everything that we've got coming up uh, over at rmpwrestling.com. Click on that events link. This upcoming uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we've got events. We're going to start off the weekend heading back to Beerstadt Lagerhouse at uh, 8 p.m. Free event. All we ask you to do is please patronize Beerstadt Lagerhouse with food and refreshments. Try that famous mac and cheese. I have partaken myself many times in that mac and cheese, and I'm not sure if I've even had every single flavor combination that they offer so th- thought thought what is next on the palette for that then on uh, saturday and sunday we are going over to the mahai flea market over in henderson colorado we'll be there from noon to three uh, all you got to do is pay that admission fee to get into the Mile High Flea Market. It's a nominal fee. And then, of course, you get to experience everything there is at the Mile High Flea Market. Uh, everybody uh, selling their uh, wares and everything on those grounds, as well as all the entertainment and fantastic food and uh, other amusement there as well. So we hope to see you there at the Mile High Flea Market this upcoming Saturday and Sunday as well. Now, in between all this, uh, of course, uh, watch us uh, on uh, your uh, twitch.tv slash Rocky Mountain Pro. You'll get your uh, ignition right there, of course, uh, youtube.com slash Rocky Mountain Pro. Watching those uh, charged episodes for the time being. Of course, you can uh, catch us on Fight TV as well. And did you guys uh, get uh, the peak of the pack on Fight TV? If you haven't, after this podcast is over, head over to Fight TV, order that peak of the pack. It's uh, very well worth it to help support us. And then, of course, with Fight TV, you can watch those events over and over again as many times as you want you buy it you own it and you build your digital library there on fight tv i've got quite a few events piling up on my fight tv digital library and it's great to have that Uh, especially if you're a connoisseur like i am i love having digital libraries on my uh, fight tv as well as the other uh you know devices and services that are out there yeah you want to follow us uh head over to the rmpwrestling.com that's where everything does stem from and then of course on the social medias of the facebook the twitter the instagram all of the username of the rocky mtn pro once again i'll phonetically spell that for you that is the rocky mike tango november pro if you want to help support this podcast uh, rmp radio uh, head over to my Pro Wrestling Tees website, uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash Mr. Fourth Row. You can pick yourself up an RMP Radio t-shirt. I still have plenty on hand, uh, so if you are at a show you want to pick one of those up, 
hit, hit up the merch table or uh, give me a uh, contact in the social media, send me a, a direct message or things like that. And I'll uh, see if we can arrange a way to get you a shirt if you don't want to uh, wait for the uh, shipping. But like I've got some on hand, so get it out to you very, very quickly. Thank you as always for listening to this edition of RMP Radio, where pro wrestling is elevated.